sniffles today yeah it's so crazy now right because there's there's a cold going around and it's allergies are here early and now with covid and the delta variant it's like you have a sniffle and shit you can't breathe and you're immediately like oh my god is this it yeah what's, you're what's, making up your yes. will <laughs> it's like what's fucking happening do you know that and then i i really just really briefly do you know okay there is a new variant they're talking about called Lambda. Uh-huh. Isn't that like some gay organization? Uh, yes, kind of. Okay. And, and it's the, the lounge around the corner from my house, the homosexual lounge, the Lambda well, lounge. Okay, I just, I mean. She's sassy, this Lambda. She's coming and she's taking I, no prisoners. <laughs> does it only, I don't even want to think about where you could get it from or how it gets into your system. No, Ew. well, the fir- yeah, that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we're starting off with some pretty terrible news. Yeah, let's, let's, here, wait a minute, and let's compose, you know? that was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Uh, Chucky Thompson, uh, Grammy-nominated producer, member of Puffy's Hitman Squad, um, I mean, the albums, come on, Mary J's My Life, which he received the Grammy nod. Uh, Nas's One Mike, that song. Biggie's Big Papa. I mean... Faith. Oh, I mean, just so Tremendous. Many. Listen, 52 tremendous years old. He just had a birthday in, in the beginning of July. And it's just, it's really, really sad. You know, it's... it's uh, they're saying he died from complications from COVID. Has that been confirmed? Or I, 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 well, I've read it. You know, yeah, I read too. it in print, in like in, a, in an actual article, not on a blog or somewhere. Right, you right, know? right. Well, somebody so, who actually had to go to school to write it. And I, you know. It's just very sad. It's and just, it's, it's another one. Then Paul Johnson, you know, the, the very the house music pioneering DJ yeah. out of Chicago, 50 years old. He passed away. Kelly Heard from Detroit. Uh, Kelly you know, Hart or Kelly yeah. Heard? I don't, it, don't want to mispronounce her it's, name. It's... it's really devastating, you know, and I know we talk about it all of the time, you know, you're vaxxed, I'm vaxxed. And I remember just, you know, because of having, you know, an underlying condition, you know, I was really, I mean, do you remember how crazy, like you were a teacher, so I remember you got to get your shot really early and I was really jealous. The, the, the <laughs> yes, hunt. But I have to right. be in a room with children. Right. Okay? <laughs> but the hunt for getting a shot oh, was yeah, so no. crazy for me. I just, all of these lists being signed up on it. And I finally got one through my church. Like all of the lists, I was never fast enough, but I was sitting right here on them. So I just say to people, you have to take care of yourself. If you're, if you're a person who really does not believe in vaccines, I, I understand then you have to wear a mask and you have to just get tested, but you have to take care of yourself because ultimately we're just watching people die and black people, we seem to really get very sick from this virus and it's taking people out. So I need folks to take care of themselves. Like there has to be some personal responsibility for yourself so that like this, that's a horrible way to go, man. Like not being able to breathe. 
It's terrible. Well, I will say this, and then I we can uh, move on. Uh, excuse me for being, if you don't believe in vaccines, then I don't care if you believe in them. It's science. That's like saying you don't believe in gravity. Just take care of you. It's not just taking care of yourself. I, don't, I am not shaming. I, I really, you know what? I don't want to, I, I just want to remember Chucky Thompson. I want to yeah, talk about, please, absolutely. please yeah. go back. And the man was an absolute architect without hyperbole of some of the biggest and most influential R&B and pop and hip hop records of our time, but certainly of the 90s and the early aughts. These songs. All those songs you love. Stand up. They stand up. A lot of stuff you listen to and you can pinpoint the date. But this stuff stands up. Go back and, I mean, the My Life Anniversary album was 25 years, I think, last year. The year Anyway, he's just great. He's featured prominently in the Mary J. Blige documentary on Amazon. So, please, um, a good thought for him and his family. And, um, and a good thought for all of the people out there who are struggling and fighting, dealing with COVID right now in their families and taking care of somebody. I have a friend who's taking care of her son who's got COVID right now. You know, shout out to all of y'all and people just be safe for yourself, man. It's not a game out here. And this new Delta situation just seems to really be striking our community very, very hard, you know? And, um, just try to take care of yourselves. So, on to some good news and then good slash controversial news. All right, so... The De La Soul, news, evidently... Evidently, evidently, has not been confirmed by the group, but Talib Kweli, who somehow has become the spokesperson for the group, but... <laughs> have ownership of their masters. Finally. Finally. After a really nasty fight with... with Tommy Boy and Tom Silverman for a very long time. And, you know, we've talked about that on the show. But, um, you know, the, the, once the music catalog was sold, and we said it when we talked about Faith Newman buying the, the Tommy Boy category, catalog, we couldn't see her not knowing right. how well, she is, is with music. And she's a music person. This is the, I, yeah. this is the, this is the tipping point. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, we don't, well, but you know, you have to see, see as a signal when somebody who has been another, you know, so instrumental, no pun intended in the music industry and has been an artist, an artist person, a supporter, you yeah. have to see this as the tipping point. And right. this means if it's 100% confirmed, but it sure seems like it is. This means that their music, De La Soul's music, will finally be available on streaming systems. We can have that conversation about if that's good, bad. But it's an, it's essential. Well, that'll be great for them because now people it's not been... It. I mean, I have all of those records and I have them all digitized, right? But right. so much of that catalog is not available. <laughs> and... It's classic work. They deserve to, one, start making some money off that work. They've not made money off of their first right. album. So putting it on streaming and, and being able to now sell it, and yeah. they can do new pressings on vinyl, they can do so much with their work, they will finally be able to profit off of the classic work that kind of start made their career, the things that we love, you know, from them. Yeah, and it's also, it's, it's very important, um, you know, artists having ownership, of course. I mean, it, it, just imagine that you created a piece of work and somebody took it away from you and decided to make money. You know, hey, Leonardo, that's a really nice painting, that Mona mm -hmm. Lisa, we're just going to take it and you don't get anything. But, um, you know, the memory span, and we've talked about this, the memory span among generations younger than us is fairly short. And 
hip hop is a progressive movement. It, it changes up very frequently, but you do kind of need to know from whence it came. And De La Soul is a foundational act. Just first of all, they never went and they never went away. They stay oh. touring. They stay on the road, and the work should be available. You know what I mean? The, the work should absolutely be available. So like this crossed. like this next artist, Aaliyah. Yeah. Yay, Aaliyah's work is coming to streaming services starting this month. They're rolling the albums out. Yay, except <laughs> Aaliyah's estate, which is her mother and her brother, were not told about the deal that was made to release everything until it was done. That's what they're saying. Right. Barry Hankinson is saying, no, 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 they had a chance to be in it all along. But then you go further down in his interview that he did in Billboard magazine. He said, well, I haven't spoken to my sister. So who's, wait a minute. Who's Aaliyah's mother? So who's Aaliyah's mother? Her uncle was right. Aaliyah's uncle. I'm like, so you haven't spoken to the estate, sir. So that means you did do a deal and you read a statement. A year ago, the family put a statement out saying basically that the music will be coming soon to the world again. And right. he took that as great time to start working and did, but never evidently communicated with his own sister. So it's some weird family dynamic. It's great for the fans that the music is coming. I hate that it's coming and there's still this public fight because the family is saying, we always want the music to come out, but we do not have a public accounting of all of the monies earned from publishing on Aaliyah throughout the years. And, you know, I, not to take sides in this, but it seems like every artist has either tried to sue or walked away from Barry Hankerson with unfulfilled contracts, albums held in limbo and all kinds of madness. So I'm going to kind of say that the family might be right, well, allegedly. There's a, there, I mean, Aaliyah is somebody who continues to, the, the kids know who she is. I mean, right. they, they, because of the Drake pathological obsession with her and whatever, which is great. I mean, there is it to be, there is a somewhat cynical perhaps or marketing aspect of it because it is the 20th anniversary of her death and there's a bio coming out about her. So I'm, I'm not saying that the music shouldn't be released, but you know, there is, yeah, I would agree. The truth in these debates usually lies somewhere in between. Right. It usually lies and it just makes it an extra added um, messiness when it's a uh, family, but the truth lies somewhere in between the, I guess the upside is that the music will be available. Um, I mean, that for me is the upside, but you know, it's like record company people are shady. You know, we could just put that uh, we on could, a right, loop. We could, have, yeah. we could just put that on a loop. Yeah, but then you, but, but you had the dynamic of family, right? It's like clearly yeah. there's a lot of family. Her family, her family is suspect on a lot of different levels, but we will leave that for another conversation when we get further down in our Whose family's not a mess this you know I, I always feel for the public families that are a mess even though it's really interesting i did a google search this morning i didn't see a whole lot of headlines splash across the uk papers about prince andrew being sued by a woman 
who said that he preyed on her when she was underage. It's in the BBC. It's in the BBC. Yeah, kind of. But yeah, all right. It's yeah. in the BBC front page. Mm. Uh, it is. It is in the BBC front That's page. That's one thing. I'm talking about the way I saw covers yeah. about Harry and Meghan on everything. Like, this one, this to me is a real issue. Yeah. Harry and Meghan shit is dumb. This, it's like, I need the same level of being turned out and upset and thinking the moniker could be ruined by this. Because to me, that's some other shit. But I digress. Anyway, so how about this, Amy? Hmm. Listening events two, Kanye album zero. Still no album. <laughs> well, I mean, this album was supposed to come out five years ago, wasn't it? I don't even know. Well, I don't keep okay. up with his antics. I really okay, don't. You know, I'm going to say this. I, 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 I interviewed Kanye a gazillion years ago. He really ranks among one of the most irritating people I ever sat down with. I mean, he really Every does. Every person I know who no, interviewed him like, came back and said it was no, just a no. No, I mean, to the point where he wouldn't look at me, type of irritating. Um, mm -hmm. But I... I he pulled out another female wait, friend wait, of mine, wait, interviewed him. He wait. put on some sunglasses and she was kind of like, can you take off your glasses? Yeah, well. <laughs> like, um, we're he, having. <laughs> he, um, his, I, I don't care. I'm not saying I don't care, but first off, if people are, I'm sorry, stupid enough to pay money to sit in a room and listen to something while he walks around in his $500 bomber jackets <laughs> for the Gap, then I'm sorry. At at some point, like you're an idiot. Not him. He's a genius. Well, a don't genius. call the people idiots. Don't do I'll that. I'll call them idiots. No, they're listen, idiots. listen, listen. No. Me. Why can't no, I? Because I feel like if you're a fan of somebody, you're a fan of somebody, right? And so, like, I'm not gonna call them idiots for being a fan of somebody right, and being and being part of what Ooh. feels like a cultural moment to them. And in some ways, it is a cultural moment, right? People got to hear this music. People around the world want to hear this music. I'm not interested in it. But I mean, I don't think that they're idiots for, for wanting, you know, for being a part of something. No, it's not being a part of something. It's just like, I, I just don't, who spending money to listen to something. That's ridiculous. Yes, but it's, but okay. But you know, this is where I, we are going to disagree because I do believe for them, it's a cultural moment, right? Well, and well, they, they can say, complain. I was at the Kanye listen, I heard the first, you know, that's just one of those things. Like we all those things. I know being young that I, if I liked somebody, I didn't give a fuck. I'd go pay to watch them stand there because I don't know. I really like them. All right. Well, all right. They're not idiots. They're gullible. Um, because if you know anything about Kanye, you know that this is, he is the king of bait and switch. But and they also, people love it, right? That's the thing. I've, I've I think heard the, the people, album is good. I think the people who are his fans are into, they think that they're being let in on part of a creative process to something. And I'm people want to be a part of it, you know? Well, that's a See, I'm not really a fan, but you know. I appreciate his some of his music, but I don't really care. Well, it, I, I think that he has made some fantastic music. I think he is better as a producer, but I will say that my formerly in-house expert on hip-hop said that it was one of the mm -hmm. best live shows he's seen, and, and he has seen a lot of live shows. This was right. many years ago. I right. have my issues with Kanye on a whole different levels. I don't have issues with him necessarily, 
as an artist. I right. do think that there is an element of performance art to it. Yeah. I will, st I will, st you know, I absolutely I, I, think there's a, a, a level of performance art to yeah. it. Yeah. You know I think what that I mean? There's kind of like, I think that he is, um, which I'm not always mad at. You know what right. I mean? I'm not always mad at. I just, you know, and then please don't take this the wrong way. I just think in the scheme of things, and I'm not negating it, it's like some probably white suburban kid spending $75 to sit in a room and watch a guy stand up there. I mean, it's kind of like. Well, hilarious. the best part is. And you know he sells the hundred and twenty dollar long sleeve T shirt that everybody buys. There's only a limited amount, and then they immediately are reselling them for like two and three hundred from inside the arena. <laughs> it's just like yeah, I mean you know you, capitalism. You, well, we live in a capitalist society. I, I mean, mean, don't we know it, honey? Yeah. What did well, I say? I will help fix you for a low, low price. Well, I again, I I think that there's a, a, a I am I, I do we listen? Do we really expect him to drop this record? He has been. This is how he keeps himself relevant. <laughs> this is how he keeps himself in the conversation. I remember a couple of years ago when I went to Afropunk. I think the last time I went and D'Angelo was playing right, mm -hmm. and he was the headliner, and he was an hour and a half or an hour and something minutes late. And somebody was like, oh my God, he's so late. And I'm like, oh my God, it took him 10 years to put out a second record. How is this surprising to you? Right, right. So to be a Kanye fan or to watch Kanye, once he got off of the strict release schedule of Def Jam, he does what the hell he wants to do. And as long as there are people who are willing to cooperate with his self-indulgence and selfishness in a lot of ways, then it's going to keep happening, right? So <laughs> let's see if the record does come out. I think it would be, um, it has the possibility to be great and it has the possibility to suck, you know? Right. Um, all right. Um, on a sucky note, Jazz Fest, um, uh, New Orleans Jazz and, uh, Jazz and Heritage Festival. We, have you ever been? It's great. It's, so it's much amazing. Fun. It's amazing. My friend Brian, you know, he's from New Orleans. He's always talking about Jazz Fest. He loves Jazz Fest. I mean, it's Fest. changed yeah. a lot. It's a lot of like... But, big, it, but, it's, big, but it's still great. It still has nope. not lost being what Jazz Fest is. And that's just because New Orleans, right? That's just yeah. one of those places that is still... You can... No matter what you do, New Orleans is still New Orleans. It's not like New York. It's, I went downtown for the first time in over a year. I didn't even recognize downtown. So many places are gone. When's the last time where you were in New Orleans? Uh, in 2015. It looks different now, but in their defense, it, it, it's... Anyway, it's, been, it's a great festival. Yeah. Um, it's a major money bringer inner for New Orleans because yeah. New Orleans industry is tourism. It is and they, they've lost Essence for the last two years, Jazz Fest for the last right. two years, so, the um, Voodoo Festival, all yeah, of COVID. the bit. Yeah, COVID. So it's canceled because of COVID. But now, it the the, the rates in, in Louisiana are much higher than they are in New York because they're dumb fucks down there for the most <sighs> part. Sorry, but they are. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, they're ignorant, you know, oh, this is ignorant, but God. we in New York city are supposed to be a little smarter, you know, a little smarter. So yes, our, our positivity rates are not as high as in the South. And yes, our vaccination rates are higher here than they're in the South. So about six or what is it, about two months ago, six weeks ago, when, you know, when COVID had been cured, remember that there was like a mm. week where there was a cure for COVID. Mm. Um, Mayor de Blasio, who is a um, lame duck mayor, 
and um, Clive Davis, who's a very famous. Uh, Hold on, can I just say something? <laughs> I'm going to defend the people of Louisiana a little bit. <laughs> I just want to say it is hard because people have been misinformed and lied to. And the stuff, yeah, but then you can't call them idiots because if people, if, well, if, well no, wait, hold on. But, true, true, but I just think, I think that it's like people have been misinformed and lied to. You know, they've been getting bad information and it's hard to undo that and then say, okay, now we're really bad. Come take this, come take this vaccine. It's like when you've been lying to people for two years, it's really, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I can see where shit is fucked up there and now they're in the middle of a really bad crisis but it's hard to undo feeding people bad information i uh i i admire your sympathy they've had access to good information for years they are willfully ignoring the information again you you listen to certain news out we live in new york you listen to certain news outlets you read certain things that is not your general what you're seeing coming through your television people are seeing something different there so you know what i mean it's like i just don't think that it's simple to just you know all right how about how about misinformed <laughs> fools who need to snap out of it no i have i mean this is a whole no i've just lost my patience with these people you know you're like you're like fuck that shit <laughs> no but seriously at this point anybody anybody at this point who's like i'm not going to get the vaccine because it's fuck you okay i mean oh come on God. that's like people who smoke cigarettes and go oh there's no proof that it causes cancer other than the fact that it does I'm not wearing a seatbelt because I have my personal freedoms. Anyway, mm. let's get back to New York City. I love New Orleans. Mm. It's my son's spiritual home. Mm -hmm. It's where I found out I was pregnant, actually, was in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. You, you um, just well, spoke so highly of it. <laughs> I said New, or New Orleans. I love New Orleans. It's one of my favorite cities. <laughs> I don't have a lot of respect and love for people who willfully deny science. Right. Willfully. Right. deny science right. so but i do love new orleans it is mm -hmm. um a, a very important city to me in my everything and speaking speaking anyway, of important so, happenings in brooklyn <laughs> well are we going to talk about the, the shows or no you what, what oh, go oh shit the show miss thing i keep forgetting those shows are happening there's well, so much going on that i keep right. no let's talk about the shows talk all about right the so anyway so about six or seven weeks ago yeah, yeah. Uh, before I was taken to the woodshed for stating the obvious that they're idiots. Um, <laughs> idiots! Um, Misinformed. Okay, so, <laughs> idiots. Um, anyway, so these, um, de Blasio and Clive Davis, it was going to these big homecoming shows and the Great Lawn of Central Park and all these. We've discussed the lineup. It's like this massive, massive lineup, basically most of which seems to be taken out of Clive Davis' Rolodex. And other than Polo G, who I don't know how, so, I, somebody must have told him that there was like really good weed at the- Well, no, you know what? Right. What's he and, doing and, there? and you know, they booked him, they said, Polo, oh, he plays Polo, he must be a Polo player. They had no idea. No, I mean, no. <laughs> I, I mean, he's the only person who's had a hit within the last 15 years. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, and the killers, and the killers. I yeah, do yeah. like the killers. But anyway, the, the point being is that we have these shows, the, the capacity is 60,000. It is going to require proof of vaccination. 80% uh, of the 
show is free. Twenty mm percent -hmm. um, is VIP sales. What that money is going to is a whole nother question. Mm -hmm. uh, proof of vaccination, yeah, like that's not easy to forge. Anybody who underage drank in New York City can tell you you can get proof of like there's. I'm sure there's somebody selling them. Oh, uh, the they're thirty. You can get them for thirty dollars in Chinatown. Yeah, I mean. The, my or Instagram. I mean, yeah, my objection. I mean, we've been joking around about the the kind of lameness and and boomerness of this lineup. But at this point, to me, there's there's two. This is the Manhattan show, and then we'll take talk about the bone thrown to the outer boroughs. At this point, my objection is: a, what are we celebrating? We're not homecoming. Right. We have to wear masks inside again. You celebrate when something is done. Right. You don't celebrate your anniversary until you actually have one. You, you mean know? like writing a book about your response to a pandemic yeah, that's exactly. still ongoing? Right, or standing in front of a warship saying mission accomplished when we're in the middle of a war. <laughs> right. so the, I mean, so there's an existential, existential mm -hmm. issue with this. It's like we're celebrating something and at the same time we're telling people uh, they have to be vaccinated, they have to wear masks inside, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, so that to me, it's just really problematic. We should, we can acknowledge the struggle we've gone through without potentially putting people at risk. Because I can guarantee you that if this show were going on in Louisiana, in Alabama, in Mississippi, New Yorkers would be going, those idiots, why are they having a show? So we can't take the high moral ground just because we are getting vaccinated and put people at risk. So I well, think especially talk about the Brooklyn shows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so and the in, requirement to get into those yeah. shows. Okay, so in the Manhattan show, <laughs> a.k.a. the show for the whites, with the exception of Polo G and Wyclef Sean, literally the only person in the world who cares about Wyclef Sean right. at this point. Bless his heart, but enough. For, um, so there's shows in all the outer boroughs. The fact that they're still calling them the outer boroughs is genius. Okay, so there's one in the Bronx, and they are kind of borough uh, savvy. So it's smart. So you have, first off, they're all hip hop because you know black people. That's all they listen to is hip hop. Um, hip hop and so it's KRS One, EPMD, Slick Rick, Remy Ma, uh, Grand Wizard Theodore. Great, great. Great lineup, right? Staten Island, Raekwon, Ghostface, Crystal Waters. Is she from here? I thought she was from Baltimore. She is from Baltimore. Well, whatever. It's great. Maybe Water. I only. actually, I would actually go out there to see Crystal Waters. No, that's a great Waters. show. Actually, okay. wait a minute. Yeah. That's I love saying. Crystal. Yeah, I know. EPMD, Force MD is great. Brooklyn Show, Big Daddy Kane, Designer. Of that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah we Garner, yeah. who's from oh, a whole okay. other country, yeah. but that's okay. Uh, Mr. C, Mano, Stetsasonic, Sweet Sensation, and Judy Torres. Okay, wait a minute. Yes, we're rethinking this. <laughs> we might have to that. wait. Hold on. Yeah, I was going to make fun of them, but I might have to go to that. Take no. it while it's hot. <laughs> I know. Okay, and Queens is George Clinton, Too Short, Yo-Yo, EPMD, and more. Okay. but Ooh, the, if Yo-Yo does black, per, or IBW, you are with my crew, and that's my shit. But, so the... the <laughs> The caveat. Wait, please explain the requirement to get well, into the outer borough. The Manhattan show, you have to be double backs. The Brook, the outer borough shows geared towards mainly a black and Latino. So, eh, one vaccination will do. You just need one vaccine. You know what? Actually, you don't even need the one vaccine. You can just tell people you're thinking about getting vaccinated. So, uh, on a cynical level, gee, we are acknowledging that 
Black and Latinx are an underserved community in terms of getting the vaccination, unless they're going to set up vax tents there. You know that they're probably going to, but here's the thing. It's like, (laughs) why aren't the rules the same across the board? You know what I mean? Well, Make it, yeah. you're, you're speaking to these communities. You're trying to encourage vaccination. You're like, you can just have one, which means you can just have none. Just yeah. come to this one. No, no, not no, not none, but one for sure. Oh, please, just, let me just tell you something. Well, <laughs> the same on. with the Manhattan show. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But they'll be policing that one because it's Bruce Springsteen. They're not yeah. going to try to get the boss sick or, yeah. or Neil Simon. These shows, they're going to be like, come Simon. on. Not Neil, Neil Simon. Simon. What's his name? Uh, Barry Manilow. No, who's the other horrible one that you, Paul Simon. All right. <laughs> Neil Simon is a playwright who's dead. Yes, I know. Thank <laughs> you. You don't have to correct me. I got it. <laughs> I'm correcting you. I'm, I'm letting people Our show's know. Very, wait, let me tell you something. Oh, guys, this is our 60th show. We've never taken a break, so we're cranky. We have no, one more. I'm cranky. I'm cranky. I'm just letting I'm cranky. Yes, a lot of people. I'm cranky. Okay, you're cranky. <laughs> um, so this is our sixty guys, this is our sixtieth show. And then we're gonna do another show next week. Then we're gonna take two weeks off. We've never taken a, a little break. So for the end of August, then through Labor Day, we'll be back right after Labor Day weekend. But um it is our sixtieth show, Ames. It's six we're sixty. I I know. Um uh it is. Um oh, do you want um Brief mention of R. Kelly or stuff you want to do? Wait, so Amy's like, why is R. Kelly in Brooklyn? And because we couldn't figure out why he was in Brooklyn. Is that why the air quality has been so bad? That's why the air quality has been so bad. So wait, now they are um, we're in jury selection for this trial is about the 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 sex trafficking trial trafficking is about to actually happen. Do you think they're going to get him this time? In New York, yes. Yeah, you think this is the one? In New York, yes. I, I, I really think, I mean, we're about to have a conversation about men getting away with shit after this. And of course, R. Kelly's level of getting away with is like, you know, like Hitler level. Not Hitler, but, but yeah, huge levels. But I think that there's now too much dedication to na- nailing him. Too much time has passed. Uh, people don't remember him not getting in. I think the documentary, I think a New York grand jury, it's a federal trial, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think it's just arbitrary then that it's in New York. It's like they spun a globe and it's like, we'll do it in New York. Uh, probably, I mean, well, actually, maybe because he lives in Chicago and all the stuff that's happened in Chicago, that jury, they weren't trying to do it there yeah, because the, you know, the huge federal courts in Chicago and yeah. New York is just a, a different pile of people who won't be connected to him in any way because That's he has such point. tentacles in that town. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. And even some of the the accused young ladies, you know, from that area. So it's probably just easier coming. That's to New a York. good point. Yeah, that's a good point. And you know, and the important thing is in New York, because we have absolutely no media presence here, there'll probably be very little coverage. <laughs> right. Very, very little. Very, very, very little. little. But it's him and some other um scumbags, right? Is can, it I other call, people? can I call yeah. people yes. who work with him scumbags? Oh, yeah, they're please. scumbags. No, oh, listen, yeah. we, we have people who listen to us in Louisiana. <laughs> I, okay, let me restate this one more time. I know I, what you mean, though. I'm frustrated, too, and I get I'm the frustration. Frustrated. But I realize just in talking to some people, and just lately I've been really listening to little clips of people online of why they're not vaccinated, and I realize 
wow, a lot of the misinformation, it's, it's re- people really have been pounded with it and they believe, you know what I, I mean? I understand that and, and I appreciate it, but I can only give you that pass for the first <laughs> year of the pandemic. When we're going into year number two and wave number four and in the same breath you think Trump won the election, I, I my patience at some point, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like when a kid sticks yeah. a fork in a socket the mm-hmm. tenth time. No, you're and, like, you, and really, it's really affecting you. Like, guys, you're a teacher, and it's like you know your class isn't going in to teach. It really does affect you the fact that people are not, and it's you know. And I'm a human being. Yeah. I mean, contrary to popular belief, I do fucking care about people. <laughs> you do care about people, actually. And I love Louisiana. I love yeah. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. No, you're just frustrated. You're frustrated. frustrated. We're all frustrated. Listen. I thought when everything opened back up, the people were really motherfucking acting like shit was over. I was like, no, you guys no, are just screaming. I need to right. get back you to work. Don't yeah. get normal. And everybody's just like, woo, everything's back to normal. It's like, it's not back to fucking normal. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. All right, so. Um, uh, I'm going to suggest, mm-hmm. maybe because I think it's going to be an on. Do you want to mention Russell briefly? And then yeah, I was about to. Nas- yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to have you do like, like, so what is, what is he putting up for NFT? Like. First of okay. all, what the, the man who just won't idea? go away. You know what I mean? He just won't. All right. I mean, go away. once again, Amy's... All right, let me get on my feminist soapbox. Where I love it. it. Here we go. It's somewhere. <laughs> all right. The man has been credibly accused of rape and sexual assault by numerous women. Numerous black women, okay? And yet, so here's the playbook in America. You get accused of something horrible. You retreat to your island in wherever... And then you come back like zippity doo dah. It's all good. So I don't he's think he's per- back. Oh, he's in he's New back. York as we speak. Don't you feel the vibe? He's in he's New York. Here? I mean, yes, he was here two weeks ago too. I'll have that conversation. He returned from Bali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was kind of on the run. Did you see? <laughs> like- he went on the run. He's a re- he, he was in Bali for a he he, he was he, there for a year. Yeah, yeah, but don't, didn't you see that there was some picture of him and Kevin Lyles on Instagram? Like, hey, no. we're putting the band back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. All's been oh. forgiven. All's oh. been forgiven. Yeah, it's okay. Right. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, those women, stupid bitches. Who cares about women being accused of rape? Right. Um. Anyway, he's back with the uh, promoting. Uh, once again, one day someone will explain to me in explain it to me like I'm a five year old terms of what an NFT is. This right. is not the time. But was I, it n- a non fungible? Fun- I don't even know what fungible is. I don't mushroom. I keep hearing it as non fungi, and I'm like a mushroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, non fungible, blah blah blah, which is supposed to benefit old school rappers who never made any money. To which I say, just write right. him a check. Mm-hmm. Just write him a check. <laughs> right. But it's so I have nothing against old school rap. It's like wait, wait, yes, true, but how much is like how much do they get? How much does he take? And exactly. I'm like, like so you're just it, does it all go to them? Like I what does that mean? Yeah. Gee, yeah, I think he's sort of like going to be the figurehead for it, which to me is like problematic to begin mm-hmm. with. But mm-hmm. again, I digress. I'm sorry, women being <laughs> women being treated like shit. I just feel like you know you want to do the non fungible shit. Uh, an old boyfriend of mine just told me, which really irritates me when exes of mine are making shit tons of money. <laughs> but because when I was with him, there was never a, hey, put that credit card down. I'll carry this. Uh, just told me he just did some non-fungible thing and like more money than God. And I'm like, Ugh. 
do they have non-fungibles for DJs and, and remixers and, and charming writers? No. I mean, right. Listen, it seems like at this point you could be like, this is the pen that I use to write <laughs> the, the bio for the, it's the right. pen. Only right. you it's can the, own it. Yeah. Yeah. This is the font I use <laughs> for, the, for the Maxwell bio. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Anyway, so he's doing that. It's very problematic to right. me because I find it irritating and I would like people to like, do penance other than going to their private island and going Om Shante for like a fucking year, but right. Ah, that irritates me. All right, let's talk about hip hop in a really, really positive way. Nas, Nas, Nas has the number one album on Apple Music with King's Disciple Two beating out Billie Eilish, and that's major. And we love Billy, so it's not yeah. like a being mean thing. Right. So Nas, you know, our friend Miguel spoke about Nas last week, and just one of the one of the greats, one of the greats, and he and still doing it at a high level. Oh, uh, a high. I mean, just won uh, his first rap album of the year Grammy for for yeah. for his last album King's for King's Disciple, Disciple yeah. One. I didn't, you know, I don't pay attention, to be honest with you. You know, I don't know when records are coming mm-hmm. out, but I started seeing people. That's not true. You usually do. You well, usually I didn't know do. this. Was yeah. this announced that it was coming out? Yeah, it's like, you know, and everybody thought it was going to be a three-way crash between him, Drake, and and Kanye. But, you know, Nas, Nas is old school. When he says my album's coming out, it drops. He puts it out. It yeah. comes out. He's and like, he also, here, he also part owner of the label that put it out. Yeah, but yeah, but he's also very like, here's my body of work. It's done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now he's not for all of the games and oh, it's coming. It doesn't come. It's very. Yeah. Here's well, my shit. This is a. And I have something to say. You yeah, know what I mean? This is a fantastic record. Full stop. Yeah. First off, what I love about it is somebody pointed out on Facebook. It's one of the few rap albums you can listen to where you don't have to go. Huh? What? What did he say? Right. I don't understand them. You're mumbling. Right. Um, it's a cons- I like records where there's a consistent producer. It's one of the reasons of the many reasons I a always love Gangstar. Producer album one producer man, album. You I get love it. This, I love a one. I think yeah. you know. I've said this to you before. I think there are too many producers on records. It yep. takes too many people to write a two minute song. It's mm-hmm. like six people. It's like yeah. you get such a consistency in. When you dig back into your artistry and have like maybe you and another writer, or you write your album, or maybe three of you and one producer, Hit and, Boy, it's Hit Boy on this. You know, yeah, yeah and that's no. the thing. He, it's like top form shit. You yeah, know? no, this is a absolutely great record. Um, the only uh, lot of not a lot of guest stars. EPMD is on it with the. You know what? The only downside he has a song with EPMD and Eminem, and I gotta say, Eminem is awful just awful on it <laughs> just because he sounds like he's being paid by the word it's mm-hmm. so and, and he's talking about rhyming with chia pet who fucking cares about chia pet? i was never I, I have to be really honest with you i never got the thing with eminem and folks well, i just it never hit me like yeah that. but um it's just a great album the lauren hill uh, track is great the People lauren hill are, yeah. track is is really really good um they tend to do well together. They you do, know what they I mean? Do. No, they have a. They he bring a, he brings out the best in her when no, she's on I, track. Well, for I him think too. that as problematic as she is, and we could mm-hmm. do a whole show on that. Mm-hmm. I think she fundamentally respects the art and culture of hip hop, and mm-hmm. he embodies that. Mm-hmm. He is somebody. They started off basically together at the same time at the at Columbia, and yep. I think that they and he's been responsible for some of her bigger hit and vice versa. Anyway. King's Disciple 2, it is full stop a fantastic record. I mean, not a bad track on it. And so 
kudos, kudos to Nas. And it kind of, we were talking about it, kind of is a nice sort of uh, uh, addendum to last, well, the verses that was held the first week of August with Lucian Dixon's two personal favorite rap mm-hmm. crews, The Locks and Dipset. Did mm-hmm. you um, watch any of it or you I read watched, about it? I read about it. Like, literally, I watched clips the next day. Because you know me, I'm kind of over the whole versus moment. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's... So, so you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is sort of like, when, when people are suggesting, you know, rap battles between someone who's dead and, you know... No, like, I just saw one. They were like, Jennifer Hudson wants to battle Fantasia. And it was yeah. like, I could what songs? Like, Fanta- what songs? like, like yeah. Fantasia's going to kill you just with her first album songs. Like, she doesn't even have to get yeah. to the second, third, yeah. fourth album. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, what How songs? many times can you sing I Am Telling You I'm Not Gone? Or, like, you're going to sing Spotlight, and then she's going to pull out, if you want me, then don't yeah. talk to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to be yeah. done. Yeah, no, no. But anyway, <laughs> this, this versus, it was held at uh, Madison Square Garden. Here, mm-hmm. I'm going to date myself at the Felt Forum. Oh. <laughs> Now, Miss yeah. Dang. <laughs> I mean, called the Wait, Felt Forum since 1974. The, the fucking Felt Forum. And remember they said the bowling alley downstairs? Yes. And yes. That's, oh, my God. People forget the Madison Square Garden had bowling. There was the bowling oh alley God, downstairs. Thank you so much for that. I tell people that. And there was and one they, at Port Authority. Yeah, Port and Authority is still there. Port Authority oh, is still there. But thank you. It was the Felt thank Forum. You the garden, oh. and the bowling alley downstairs. Okay, I am so glad you said that because I tell people that and they go, how drunk were you in the 80s? I go, it's No, there was drunk. a fucking, the bowling. Thank you. Uh, yes, there was. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Courtney, I forgive you for not letting me call people idiots. Um, anyway. I let you call them idiots. I just did the counterpoint to say, we're both frustrated. And I absolutely want to get, listen, I want to strangle people sometimes. I heard this girl, she was like, I just don't believe Corona's real. And I'm like, I think, my fr- I think my friends who died and we didn't even get to say goodbye would differ uh, yes. in opinion. This but anyway. <laughs> yes, this thing, the felt was, form. You just right. took me back with that. You really took me back with the felt. Like, you're, you are a motherfucking New Yorker and you are of a certain generation. Yeah. You All remember right. the felt forum, or like wait the old. Till, wait till you hear me talk about the Pan Am building. Oh, right, or remember when the um, the um, car show used to be at the New York Coliseum. Oh, now the I'm whole having, Time I'm Warner having, Center. I'm having, I'm having, I'm having, I'm having flashbacks now. Car show, which was canceled again. Sixth Avenue forever. Sixth Avenue forever. You Sixth know? Avenue forever. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, it was great, this versus. And the reason it was great is, first off, it was just a a focus on a very made-in-New-York, gritty, kind of never-were-huge stars, never had number one records, never-were-flashy style of New York hip-hop between Dipset and The Lock. But the main thing, The Locks just cleaned their clocks because Mm -hmm. The Locks came, first off, looking amazing. Mm -hmm. Because these are not young guys. They're not Mm -hmm. old guys, but they're not young guys. Dipset looked like they came because someone told them there'd be a really good um, craft <laughs> services table. And they lip synced. There's no lip syncing in hip hop. And the locks came with jokes. They came with stage routines. They just hammered them. And if you want anyone who's listening to this who missed it, if you want to see like the funniest thing ever, go on Instagram and watch Fat Joe's commentary to this. Mm. It's comedy 
gold. Well, it's first of all, they're going out on the road together. Good the locks, what the, the thing that the locks also have is they they understand the show part. Yeah. And that comes from those the the bad boy days of being on the road and always like the one thing you will diddy is a lot of things. But he always understood that you have to have a show. And right. it's show. You know what I mean? And he gave so they were ready with the show. And Jada Kiss shows, I am hip hop. I'm ready. Uh, I, this shit great. comes off the top of my head. Like, let's go. It was, <laughs> it was And it was sort of a reminder and, that, and it's perfect tie-in with Nas and what we've been talking. It's a adult reminder hip-hop. that grownups, I mean, yeah. that you don't give up any of your uh, urgency or any of your um, relevance just because you're over the age of 40. Right. Because these kids are, I mean, Jada Kiss, I think after the day after the show, like five singles in on Spotify were number one or Apple Music or whatever. And, I lo- and th- this is the thing that I do love about the streaming culture is they discover it and you can immediately find it. Yeah. You yeah. can immediately find it. So and it realize was- that this guy is really talented and sometimes you sleep on folks. And, and listen, this is not to diss any of the new guys because it's all generational, right? But listen to the quality of, what they're saying, how they're rhyming, how quickly they can, it just comes off. And, and I he's to, distinctive. And he's, I, you right. know who it is. Voice. I, a lot of these new guys, I feel like a bunch of them sound like the same person to me because they're all doing the same style. Like, who's doing something different? Right. Yeah, so it's a great, it was a, I, I watched, like I said, about 15 minutes because A, yeah. I'm old, and B, I honestly really watched it because so I could have, you know, communication with the kids. Um, but it was great. So it was a great, great night. And yay for all, yay old people. Um, <laughs> all right. Do you want to, speaking of old people, take it. You well, about Miss you know. Uh, Miss, our, our, the, the legend. No. So the legend, the icon, the real icon, because everybody, first of all, overused words. Icon, stop calling. I heard, I heard somebody, listen, I love Cardi B. She's had one album. They were like, rap icon Cardi B. I was like, no, 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 no. She's had one album. Don't even put, like, why are you taking her career? Picking, making her an icon is you've taken her to such a place. She hasn't even had the middle of her career. She's still at the beginning. Like, Aretha Franklin. So there's a movie coming out that I don't want to see because I do not like any of the vocals. That um, guess what? I think that you're not the only one who doesn't want to see it. I think, I think that if, if something can bring us all together, vaxxers, non-vaxxers, Trump won, Trump didn't win. I think we as a nation are united in our overall lack of interest in this movie. Which is crazy, right? Because she's Aretha Franklin. And... I love Aretha Franklin. I mean, I grew up, I love Aretha Franklin and I do not want to see this movie because every time I see clips from it, I'm annoyed by what I see and everybody's like, oh, she did so great. I'm like, no, she didn't because everything I've seen, I would be throwing something at the screen. And I don't, Jennifer Hudson's voice is not for me. Aretha has a very distinct voice. It's almost like I wish they had used like like they do in, like they did in the Queen film, use Aretha's real vocals and had her lip syncing to the songs. So, but it made me revisit one of my favorite Aretha albums, which it was one of her not hit albums. It was 1977 Sweet Passion. And it's an album produced by Lamont Dozer. And it's, to me, yes, Aretha had that period the last half of her period at Atlantic 
where she was not having really hits anymore, especially Sparkle kind of brought her back after a couple of albums weren't successful. Then after Sparkle, the next three albums were not a hit, and then she left and started her tenure at Arista. But this album had one number one song, one uh, R&B number one, Break It To Me Gently, which was written by Marvin Hamlish and Carol Bear Sager. And, um, but it did not, was not successful in any of the other chart, and she rarely performed it. But it's, there, there are some great songs in this album, because in 1977, Aretha's voice was at its peak. It just was, her voice was so beautiful. So there's songs on here that especially, especially Sweet Passion, the title track. It's a seven minute song, and she sounds amazing on it and her ad libs in into the song which it's just beautiful you know and and i really like break it to me gently and i like mumbles where she's playing the piano and you know listen it's an album that i think people should revisit because there are it's not the greatest of her work but just for the vocal quality and and a couple of the tracks like i said sweet passion and mumbles and meadow of the springtime and when i think about you is a great song where vocally she's just in top form, you know? And I kind of play these records and remember my love for her as I see the campaign for this movie that to me, every time they release a new song and I hear it being sung, I'm like, let me just go pull out some actual Aretha Franklin to try to not be upset. Cause it's like the same with you, right? You should want to see an Aretha Franklin movie and you're like me, you're like, mm, not this Aretha Franklin movie. I mean, I did yeah. enjoy genius Aretha Franklin on Hallmark that my, my buddy Anthony directed, but I just don't want to see this. I didn't want, you know what, honestly, and this is going to sound, I'm not a huge fan of the biopic, to be honest with you. Right. Um, just because I always feel like the family or the estate or the label has got their hands in it. And I'm not saying I need to see grit and all, but let, you know, if, if you're going to tell the Aretha Franklin story, you have to go places that the family will not particularly like. And right. we haven't seen this movie. We don't know. I'm also just sort of, I mean, Ray Charles was a great movie. The yeah. Ray was a really good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, uh, Coal Miner's Daughter, phenomenal. Sweet Amazing. Dream. Sweet Dreams. Sweet Dreams, great. you know. But I just feel like you either do warts and all with these movies or don't do it at all because right. we have the music. Everyone knows Aretha's story. If you want to read about Aretha, you can read the David Ritz book. You can read any number of things. We all know the story. Either tell the story or don't tell the story. Right. Or tell the story. And, and this is not... We've seen so many movies about the the period of time, not with her, but that period of time when she worked with Jerry Weckler and Arif Martin and Ahmed Ergen, it's mm -hmm. almost like a cliche. It's become like a point where they get, let's get someone who looks really Jewy and put them on. It's like, come on, you know, it's like- You know, it's really, yeah. Like the interesting thing that I find with Aretha, like I played a Twitch DJ Aretha set the other day, a two hour set of all my favorite tracks. Right. Because I think, um, what frustrates me about Aretha Franklin is everybody always talks about the same song. She had such a wide catalog and there are year stretches where they just ignore, you know, even going back, go back, I play stuff from the Columbia years. I play stuff from the second half of the Atlantic years. And there's a bunch of stuff on Arista that people just don't talk about. It's always the same songs, right? Respect, natural woman, well, there baby, is I love you. But, yeah. but, but she had a lot of hits that oh, people yeah. just forget about and don't ever go back to. 
you know? Yeah, no, she definitely had a lot of hits, but I mean, I will say that Freeway of Love is not uh, respect. It's just, it's a fun throwaway, we gotta get her on MTV song. It is, it's, she sounds great, whatever, but I mean, if you're gonna look- It's not, but but it was really important and it sold a gazillion trillion records and it brought her back. Yes, from, it did. You know, it brought her back worldwide. Yes. You know what, so in that respect, no it, 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 it has a really strong place because it brought it back to a relevancy, you know, after kind of like struggling to find it. And she had a couple of like jump to it. Jump to it definitely was seen as a big comeback because that was her first gold album in years. Then get it right. The follow up, get it right. The song went to number one R&B, but wasn't a pop hit. And then. Each, you know, Clyde put her, that was the two Luther, uh, Luther Marcus Miller albums. Then she got with Michael Narada Walden and boom, here comes the big worldwide pop hits. Yeah, I'm not I am not discounting it. I'm just saying No, that but you mean as far as musicality, when you think yeah. of certain things. Look, she could sing the phone book. We Absolutely. know that. Yeah, she can yeah. sing, the, there are certain artists who could sing the phone book. The thing is, is that I think because had she started with those records, it, it's it would have been a whole different story because they there are great songs on it. But when you compare working, it, it's yeah, it's a different stylistic thing. It's but I mean, even going through the albums that weren't hits and finding the gems, right. like La Diva is a terrible album in some respects. It's the last album on Atlantic. Van McCoy produced it and then died like a week later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and you know Aretha trying to do disco songs, but she has a song on there called "Half a Love," which is a mid-tempo, and it is amazing. And she's singing her face off. She has another song on there with tempo called "Reasons Why," and it's so good. And she sounds great on it. And vocally, she is giving you all of the Aretha histrionics that you want on a record. You know what I mean? So there are so many gems on the albums that people don't ever look See, at. See, that's funny you use the word histrionics because that's exactly what I don't want from her. Well, no, like- I, the thing I know is, you mean, I don't yeah, want, because she's yeah. so good, she doesn't have to resort to that. Yeah, but the thing is when she does it on her records, it's really, it's the thing that it's, it's those right. moments, it's an up-tempo, like nobody can do it like a reason. You can't even yeah. recreate that noise, which no. is why when I hear somebody else singing her songs, it's just never right. And when I hear Jennifer Hudson singing these songs, it's just not right. It's like yeah. it's like when other people try to sing Whitney Houston songs. Even people who can really sing, you just it's, it's just never right. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I I I, I think we can pretty much agree mm -hmm. that that it, I mean, isn't there a, like there's all these bios coming, right? Isn't there a Whitney Houston biopic coming? Yep, now? yep. They're, and they're isn't there a Whitney, <laughs> and the Marvin Gaye biopic yep. has been years in the yep. making. Years, years in that the That could be a very interesting mm -hmm. one because they will not be able to avoid the, the warts because yeah. he he died because of the warts. Yeah, you know? there's a lot of warts. Listen, there's a lot gonna, of warts. If you're gonna tell us, my thing is this: if you you don't do a person justice by whitewashing this story, tell the truth. Not at all. Just not tell at it. All. all right. Uh, speaking I feel like the story is always better when people see that you really went through some shit. Yeah. I think a lot of people always think, oh, people have money and money makes everything. And it's like, that is bullshit. <laughs> Sometimes, like people get famous and there's more issues. And it, first of all, not everybody is as rich as everybody always thinks they are. So then there's that too, you know? It's crazy. And also in the age of Google, you're going to have a whole bunch of armchair quarterbacks sitting yeah. there Googling, this didn't happen. This, that was, you know, I didn't see the Queen bio because I'm not interested to be honest yeah. with you. 
I can have a whole conversation. It was better why, than it was actually. Why better. I think Queen is overrated. I but. watched it on a whim, and it was better than I thought. I actually was okay. like, oh, I, I was like, oh, I enjoyed this. I have a little crush on the Remy Malik, but that's only because of oh, uh, you and the, your weird boy crushes. What the hell? That's just a question. Why is he weird? Oh, he's, so, he's weird looking. Just like what? you also had that crush on Pete Davidson, and I think he's no, weird. No, I do not have a crush on Pete Davidson. <laughs> you used like, to have a crush no, on Pete Davidson. No, never did. Pete Davidson's old enough to be. I like Pete Davidson. I think Pete Davidson is an interesting, cool kind of person. I don't find him physically attractive in the least, but I like him. I like mm -hmm. the idea of a Pete Davidson. Really? I have no problem with Yeah, I like Pete I Davidson. I don't know. I'm just such gay boy with it. You know, like, well, who do you find hot? Like, you know, nobody's that hot. I just, you know, I would pick, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but those guys are like, whatever. They're not interesting, usually. But I've used to have incredibly good-looking boyfriends, and then I've had, like, weird-looking boyfriends. No, I've had I had some, some boyfriends that, like, boyfriends no, I've too. had some boyfriends where women have gasped. Gasped! Um, I've had no, some weird-looking boyfriends where I look back and I was like, what, like, what were you, like, what, what's going, like, were you drunk? <laughs> like, what was No, that? but I, I will say this, and then we can talk about just, like, our uh, kind of, like, memory. Uh, <laughs> women, women value things that men don't value in a, in a partner. Mm. You can go a long time with a woman by paying attention and laughing and being kind of cool and creative, whereas men will go, her fucking tits, man. Well, not you, obviously. <laughs> I like tits. All right. But you know what I mean? It's like, oh, your fucking tits look great in that. Shut up, please. But you Wait. don't like, but you know, when you wear a nice top that accents your breast, you don't like it when your man says your breasts look nice in that? No, not when they say your tits look great in that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the one I hate the most. And like we that, are, can we just give it up for that flight attendant this week who duct taped the man to the seat because he said he said he first he was touching he touching my co-worker's breast and everything. I'm like, man, you can't do that. He said, but where he made the mistake was that he reached up and he touched my titties and I don't fucking play that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought men referred to their own breasts as titties. Listen, I really didn't. No, it was I really the didn't. Best, uh, no, I they, they it don't. They don't. Yeah, it was, was the say, best thing was like, on the planet. He yeah, said, no. but when he was like, then where he made the way, he said, where he fucked up was that he reached up and he touched my titties and I don't play that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fly the friendly skies. Spirit Was that spirit Wait, or frontier? What is happening with spirit airlines in these? But for, it seems to be on every airline. People are getting on planes and acting like fucking barbarians. Because it's like, people, what is I'm sorry, wrong I'm going to say it one more time. Because people are assholes. I have never They're gotten assholes. into a fight in an airport. I'm just like, why are you fighting in the airport? Because, why are you fighting on a because plane? Because they've been told that it's okay behavior. And, they, and they're all doing it for the gram. Everybody's doing it for the gram. Ugh. All right, speaking of doing it for the gram, we are 60 years old today. We are 60. Something only one of us on this show has experienced in real life. But another so, one's getting close to it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> well... Um, so wow, um, it started with it started with a dollar and a dream, mm -hmm. and two and a, young kids, two young kids making their way in the big city, and a strawberry yoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> you know I like bullshit. I love me some bullshit. I haven't had a yoo-hoo in so long though, because I don't really drink that anymore. But I used to 
drink Yuhu like Oh, you just... I, I'm a I'm a traditionalist when it comes yeah. to Yuhu. Mm -hmm. Um but anyway, it's been like wow. We started off in Courtney's living room and yeah. in my living room. Yeah. Like both leaning into the mic yeah. like we were the Beatles. I Ooh! mean it was yeah. very that. It was very and then we found a studio in Bed Stuy and bless mm -hmm. their hearts, but that was kind of didn't work out. And yeah. then our dear friend Ann Christoph found us a studio. We've had you know, and that, you know, maybe you heard about it, this thing COVID happened and it's, and now we're with Pantheon, which is just really, yay. yay. We're so happy about mm -hmm. that. And 60 years old. I mean, wow, we're 60 years old. We haven't it's, killed each other yet, but no. that's also because we only see each other once every two years. And it's funny to know you guys here is getting, you know, we butt heads, but that's what it is. You know, we kind of, you guys have rocked with our crazy opinions. You give us all kinds of feedback. You you love the show. Hey, we, listen, if, <laughs> if, if I didn't value your intelligence, yeah. I wouldn't even bother to fight with you because I would just go fuck them. Yeah, you know and if I, mean? I didn't value your intelligence, I wouldn't take your suggestions for pizza and how to roll a joint properly when the electricity is low because there is a storm outside. Huh? What? what? <laughs> just another Meanwhile. one of me, <laughs> me not what? making sense. Okay, here's my here's my goal, and then we'll sign up. Here's my goal. I'm trying to figure out a way I can buy churros in the subway without uh, having to pay the subway fare. Can they just have a separate? Can't they put them closer to the I entrance? I don't want to. Yeah. I, I just this is some okay, next mayor Eric Adams. Well, one of the people up here sells them outside too, so that helps. So you don't now you don't have to really go into the right, subway good, to get it. Yeah, the have lady who's downstairs at 145th, because you know that's where the churros are. All right, yeah, they around this neighborhood too. Damn gentrification. And you know I love a fucking churro. I love who churros. Who doesn't? I love, I love a, churro. a churro. I love they're, a churro. And when they're warm, oh my uh. god. And have you had the ones where they have like the brown sugar and cinnamon on them? And that's like, that's oh, a churro. Oh yeah, no, oh. they're like an old-fashioned donut without the hole. Uh, all right, kids. Well, you know and what the deal that, is. Now, you know what Courtney it is. and I are okay. really hungry. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And I actually ate breakfast, and I had my water. Mm, Mom, um, you know the deal. Uh, follow us on all of our shit. Like, come to Facebook. We're there all the time. Uh, I'm gonna let you finish all one word. Twitter, finish. I'm a Instagram, I'm going to let you finish in why. You're already listening to us, so you kind of know where to Figured listen to us. And hopefully you're checking out Pantheon Podcast Network and going to see some of our fellow shows. There's over 70 music shows there, any kind of music you like. There's a show for it, tons of scripted shows, lots of information, everything for you. So um, we'll see you next week. And remember, after next week, we're on a little vacation, and we'll see you after Labor Day. And uh, it's been real, kids. Yeah. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at fantasy points. Fantasypoints.com code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 